When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to On the Preds with me, your host, Alex Darty of A to Z Sports and Sean Smith of On the Forecheck. This is the show where we recap the Preds, talk everything hockey of Nashville, and we are back after a week off for the holiday. And then before that, we had all those draft previews. Hope you checked out that. I know that was fun for us. Eric was very kind to give us three different weeks of, of uh, his time. And... We already had the draft. I mean, the, the Predators already drafted. But um, we're today here to talk about some very important news that broke over the weekend. But before we get to that, Sean, how you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good, Alex. Uh, just got back from vacation. Um, yeah. Got a little bit of a tan and uh, got a compliment on it from uh, none other than John Hines himself. So that made me feel pretty nice. <laughs> well, uh, I, I imagine... I imagine you're more tan than John is, right? John doesn't that seem was, like that, gets that was what he said, yeah. He said he doesn't tan very well. Um, there you I go. told him I didn't tan very well, so he looked a lot more tan than I do. Did he say that at, at Dev Camp? Is that when that was? Yeah, that, that was, yep. Where was, where was he at? Uh, he was in the coaches section watching he, everybody. He, which was... he came off the ice to tell you that and then get, went back on the ice? Um, the You know, the Predators coaches don't actually get involved. Uh, they had the yeah. Milwaukee staff up there, so... Right. Um, right, right. At least for that that part, um, he was not, they, none of them were on the ice. He was standing over there with the with his Very three cool. assistant coaches. So saw Dan, Danny High Note and everybody else too. So yeah, development camp is this week. Uh, most of it is at Centennial. It will finish with a prospect showcase this Friday uh, at Bellevue Ford Ice Center, my home yep. ice center, which is where I play. Oh. So be a little bit of an improvement of the hockey skill that i'm used to at that building but um uh but so development camp is cool it's it's a it's a fun experience if you ever get a chance to go out you can go watch these all these practices are open anyone can go see um they usually like today i think they've split the forwards and the defense yep two different practices i might try to go to one of those um and uh yeah so anyways that's cool but we have to talk about philip Forsberg, because over the weekend we learned that finally it is done. The Philip Forsberg has signed a contract with the Nashville Predators, eight-year contract, sixty-eight million dollars, which works out to an eight and a half million dollar contract per or value per year. Um, pretty big deal. I mean, uh, this is finally something that you know everyone in this town has been waiting to see and even in the national hockey league at large has been waiting to see um it finally happened the details of the contract we'll talk about briefly but i want to get your reaction sean when you saw it finally come down what did you think well you know it was funny it was we we'd been on vacation and i was i was there with you know my wife my my family my brother-in-law and his family were there too and he's a huge Preds fan, big Forsberg fan. He's been nervous about this happening. So it was like a constant refreshing of Twitter to see if anything was going to happen. 
And so yeah. uh, I, there was something that had happened, and I'd, I'd reacted strongly to it, and everyone thought that I had Forsberg news. Of course, I didn't. It was something else, and I, I was everyone was mad at me for overreacting to something else. Um, so when the Forsberg news came, I tried to be very calm about it, and was like, well, family, I, I have something to share with you. Yeah. I showed them the information and they were all very happy. So after I, I probably, it would have been much more jubilation. I think had I not had a uh, overreaction to something else, more, much more minor. So right. uh, it which the, the much more minor thing I had the overreaction to was the uh, Luke Cunning trade. Um, so <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, I was, like, I was like, Oh, wow, that's crazy. And then got shouted down for that. So it yeah. was fine, but yeah. I, I learned to, uh, to, to, curb my enthusiasm a little bit um but i'll, I'll tell you it it couldn't have worked out better in my opinion for both sides yes. um for both forsberg and for the predators um you know i'm gonna be honest there was a there was a time alex where i wasn't feeling very confident that it was going to happen um i know there are a lot of people who never gave up the faith but I had I had lost my faith for a moment. So, you know, I don't I don't know if this is going to get done. It's starting to make me a little bit nervous. Um, when the, I think it was. Uh, go ahead. I just think, I think it was after I talked to Poyle, um, mm-hmm. where he made the comment. You know, if he's going to sign a contract here, it's going to be for eight years, and it's going to be his team, and he's going to have to be comfortable with that. And I was like, oh man, what does that even mean? And it started uh, to make me feel like Forsberg yeah. was getting some cold feet, and I was like, I don't yeah. I don't know what's I don't know what's happening. Um, but they got it. They got it worked out. There were so many moments. Yeah, I would agree. I, all the all the moments of doubts. Probably the biggest one for me was I, I. I really had no moment of doubt that it would happen until the the post game skate after the sweep that you put that tweet up about. Yeah. Um. That was a moment of doubt because I thought I've only seen that post game skate from players yeah. who think that it's their last i mean that's i mean honestly like that's yeah you know, and looking back at it it makes sense that he would do that because he didn't know either i mean like he he it's not you know it's him the player he can he can make the signing but he's got an agent that's working things out he doesn't always know if it's going to work out what if what if david Poyle pulls the offer and says you know what we're going in a new direction so he, he can't control everything so no in hindsight it makes sense that he did that but then in the post game or sorry in the end of season press conference when he's talking about um whether it's going to happen or not. And then he's sort of hints at like, I need to see that this team is willing to compete. That was a moment. And uh, so let's, let's break down the contract really quickly, because for those of you that have not seen it, uh, as Sean mentioned, it is beneficial for both sides. I think it, you can see why it took so long. There's a lot of complex working parts here, but there's a lot of interesting things uh, it is not a typical David Poyle contract. It's got a lot of pieces. Most David Poyle contracts are pretty straight up and down. I mean, like the Lausanne contract he just signed like uh, a month ago or a few weeks ago was yeah. like $2 million a year. That's it. $2 million in salary every year. Here you go. That's it. Four years. Um, the Yossi contract had some complex parts. I mean, like that. obviously there's a no-move clause in that one and the salary bonus splits. Um, but even like the Johansson contract's pretty – Pretty straight up and down. So this one has $10 million base salary for the first four years. No bonuses. So his monthly check is going to be obviously higher than it has been, and he's not getting any lump sums. He's just getting a nice salary. Then in 26-27, 
it switches to a split, more of an even split, four and a half million, three million dollars in, in bonuses. But then the final two years, and this is where I think Forsberg really was smart. Final two years, only a four million dollar salary in 28, and then a three and a half million dollar salary in 29. That coincides with the no trade, the modified no trade clause. So if he is traded to a tax heavy state, it will he will not lose that much. Very yeah. smart on his behalf. Um, but the Predators got an under market value for their best forward ever, and they can move him in the last two years of the contract if it goes poorly. Well, and I think too, you know, putting a lot of that money in bonuses, is there a different, um, are bonuses taxed differently? I, I don't have a job they where are. I get bonuses, so I don't really know, but I they feel are. like they're, that's. They're, they're taxed differently in every state, but they're, they're, they, they are taxed in Tennessee. So like, that's what a lot of people don't consider when they think about, well, he's getting eight and a half million a year. It's going to be cheaper in Tennessee. Well, not for those last two years. It's not, it's not going to be, it's going to be different. And that's why he got that, that $10 million all salary the first four years. He's really yeah. taking advantage of that of that no tax situation for income in Tennessee. Now, I think I think what's hard is you know you look at you look at the contract and you're like, well, it's you know it's definitely friendly for him in the first few years, but it gets friendlier for the Preds at the end if something yeah. goes wrong. And yeah. um, you know you you have to as a fan of a team, right? You become fans of players. I would say, um, on some level, you want what's best for the player too. Um, it's nice to say like, Oh, you know, this, this player could stay with this team forever and it can be a great relationship and they can be happy forever and all these things, you know, and you look at a player, I'd say like Pecorine, right. He, he stayed with the predators his entire career. He ended, he ended his career there. Um, his, his Jersey is his numbers hanging in the rafters. I mean, it's, it's a storied career. And I think by the metrics of success that Pecorine was judging his career on, um, it was a success. I mean, Forsberg keeps saying he wants the Stanley Cup ring. He wants he wants to hold the Stanley Cup. Um, you know, if he's coming to the end and it doesn't look like that's a possibility, it gives him the ability to go maybe try to compete for one somewhere else. Yeah. Um, which if you're that's, if you're a fan of the player, you know that's what you want to see. Who wouldn't have that, wanted to see Pecorino win the Stanley Cup? That part of the of the press conference where he was like. At the end of the day, I want to be sitting and looking at my ring or whatever. I just yeah. pictured Forsberg alone in his white-walled room in his apartment, <laughs> with nothing around, like a very typical hockey player setup where yeah. it's just like couch, TV, white walls, nothing on the walls, hardwood yep. floor, windows open, and he's just playing video games. Except this time, he's just sitting there looking at his uh, Stanley Cup ring. The only and, difference. And that's the only difference. <laughs> and uh, And him just kind of smiling. And then he picks up the Xbox controller and goes to play whatever he's playing. Um, so yeah, Forsberg seems seems really uh, ready to be to move on and, and just go ahead and get ready for for uh, for hockey. I, I mean, I, I think he's he's ready, and I, I know David Poyle is. Um, yep. So that was done. But we, I do want to mention really quick um, one of the big impacts. I think the Ryan McDonough trade. So July third. Yep. David Poyle trades for Ryan McDonough upgrades tremendously on his blue line from, from, uh, from Philip Myers to Ryan McDonough, which if you think about the trade like that, it's a huge adv advantage for the predators. It's a huge acquisition. Um, yep. Even though, yes, now they have a plethora of left-handed defensemen. Like, look, Ryan McDonough is, you'd rather have 
one of him than a Philip Myers, just frankly. I mean, he's just so much better. So he comes in and then the deal gets done. I mean, I, I just I continue to think that that was a huge part of it. I mean, if 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 Poyle doesn't make that trade, do are we talking about a Philip Forsberg signing right now? I don't know. I, I don't know. And, you know, it, it was curious. You know, I, I read your article where you talked about the timeline there and, it, it, and you said, look, you didn't really see things start to heat up until that trade happens. And I have a very valid point. You know, I think if you look back at the, again, we've, we're bringing up the whole postseason uh, presser several times, but if you look back at what David Poyle said, he said, you know, um, that coach Hines, John Hines has done what he needed to do to create and establish the identity the team's going to play with. But my job this off season is to go out and get the players he needs to get the job done. Um, yeah. You know, if you look at what happened up until that point, there was there was a re-signing of Lazan, which you're like, oh, okay, we kind of thought that was going to happen. But is yeah. that a major upgrade? No, not really. It's someone you already had. You're just getting him locked in. Uh, yeah, he yeah. matches the style, but he's probably not going to be partnered with Roman Yossi. Um, and then suddenly you start to see this kind of very minor shed some small pieces of salary that were just kind of this player, you know, you saw Olivier get moved, um, you know, which you're like, well, that's not that big of a deal, but it's a player that didn't have a role with the team moving forward. So instead of keeping them hanging around, let's free up as much cap space as possible or roster spots as possible and try to get some people in here that are going to get the job done. When you see that McDonough trade happen, that's when you know almost immediately, oh, okay, when he said he was going to go out and get some guys, he's going out and getting some guys. That I don't know that everyone can appreciate how big of an upgrade that actually is. Um, you know, I don't know how many people follow other teams. McDonough is a huge or was a huge part of Tampa Bay Lightning's, not just their defensive core, but their team leadership and everything. Yeah, um, they, they, acquire, a, they acquire him right after – I want to say, well, I I, I don't want to say that. I, I'm not positive about that. But it's it's telling that that team was loaded for years, and it's only after they acquire him that they win two Stanley Cups in a row and go to three Stanley Cup finals in a row. I mean, yeah, he's really good. He's very good defensively. Like that's that's number one. That is his number one role. He is extremely good in the defensive zone, but he's not offensively terrible. Like he he no. He can make passes. He can play with the puck. He can skate with some speed. I mean, he's not bad in that in that end. So that is the difference between someone like, you know, well, I mean, first of all, Ryan McDonough is, is better defensively than these two names I'm going to mention. But then someone like Lozon and a Borbietsky, not only is he better defensively than those, he's also better offensively. Like he's right. he's not Roman Yossi. He, I don't even know if he's Matthias Ekholm in terms of his offensive skill, but like he's he's no slouch at either end. And he's smart. He uh, he he plays he plays a really cerebral game, you know, as they say. But uh, I think he'll really fit in well with John Hines. I think so too. And I, I I think you know all the stuff that came out after that trade. We haven't had a chance to talk about this, but all the stuff that came out after that trade happens, where you actually oh. hear the story of how that trade went down. Yeah, you know, and you, you I think I think there's room in the psyche of the the fan base right now to go. Well, this guy doesn't even want to be here. And I don't think that's necessarily the way you want to look. That's not the way you want to approach it. You got to think that 
this isn't something he chose to have happen to him, right? Just real quick, let's give people a real quick recap of that in case they don't know. So basically, Tampa Bay was in a cap situation. They approached Ryan McDonough and said, we waive your no trade. And he said no. And then he they basically said, okay, well, if you don't, we're going to cut you. Yeah. And we've already got an agreement with Columbus for them to claim Ooh. you. And yes. so he would basically be forced. It was like this kind of this back end trade where like they were, he was basically going to be forced to go to Columbus. Right. And so he said, fine, uh, here's a bunch of teams I'll go to. And Nashville was one of them. And so, yeah, so I, I think it's, it's telling that he was like that Nashville was included in a list of, of teams. I don't know what the other teams were, but that he did agree to waive it and say, okay, I'll, I will go to places like this, including Nashville. So anybody who's thinking what you're describing is like, maybe he doesn't really want to be here. There's some truth to that, but I don't know how much. Well, I want to say there's truth to the fact that he doesn't want to be here. This, it wasn't his idea. He didn't say, I want to get traded. <laughs> The team exactly. didn't come to him and say, um, yeah. you know, hey, we're going to trade you. And he but was you can like, make sure, that argument cool. about You can make that argument about any trade. I mean, you can make that about right. the Ryan and, Johansson trade, you know? Yeah. But that's the thing is that he's or still a professional. He's a professional at the end of the day, right? Yeah. You know, he's he's not going to come in and, and be resentful of the fact like, oh, I hate this team and I don't want to be here. I mean, maybe if he was in Columbus. I mean, a lot of us would feel that way if we were in Columbus, I'm sure. But, yeah. you know. If if you come to the team, you go through camp with everybody. You're going to be fine. You're going to say, you know, this is fine. You know, it was. It was I wasn't going to be able to stay there. And you think about the situation. You know, how has Tampa Bay been able to go to the Stanley Cup championship three years in a row? How are yeah. they able to win it? You know, for the first two of those three years, it's because they're playing a dangerous game with the cap. And right. you know, at some point, it catches up with you. you you've already seen it happen with the Golden Knights. I mean, good, good Lord. I mean, the Shea Weber long-term injured reserve contract is like a, just a little bit of, you know, cap relief that people keep trading around. Yeah. You know, oh, hey, do you need to use this? There's a lot of cap relief here. We should try it out. So uh, <laughs> it, it happens. Um, you get so, burned. Yeah. Uh, it, it really interesting uh, trade. And, and all the last, you know, the last week has been a pretty amazing. last 10 days or so has been a really a, a, pretty impressive uh, results from David Poyle, but he's got to keep going. I mean, and uh, one of those things, one of the, one of the things he's got to continue to do is to build and add to this team. Part of that is free agency. We're going to talk about that in a second, but first I want to talk about relax the back because we are still sponsored by them and we love relax the back. You know, one thing I was thinking is if Philip Forsberg gets tired of hauling all that cash up and down his uh, steps of his new mansion, yeah. Back is hurting, feet hurting, oh, his man. arms are hurting, needs a massage. He should just go to relax the back, check out what they've got there, all their options there. And if he wants to work better, live better, feel better every day, he's got to go to relax the back to check out. And I, I know he's got cash uh, to, to spend, so he might as well spend it on some nice uh, zero gravity chairs, perhaps, or maybe a nice, uh, nice massage chair. They have really intense massage chairs, like the whole body 7.1 massage chair by human touch, the Certus massage chair by human touch. They've got techno gel mattresses. I know Forsberg would probably prefer to sleep on maybe a bed of gold or maybe not gold cash, I guess, mm, cash. Uh, cash but he can it. sleep on a techno gel mattress and he's going to get a better night's sleep. So they've got that as well. Uh, you've just got to go check out the store. Uh, a sleep agent is on hand every day to help figure out how you can sleep better and resolve any pain issues. 
To do that, you've got to go to 2020 Glen Echo Road there in Green Hills, right in smack dab in the middle of Green Hills. Uh, you know, go to the Cheesecake Factory, then go to the Green Hills Mall, Apple Store, get yourself some new AirPods. Then go check out the, the Relax the Back Store, get some, get some, uh, some stuff that's going to make you uh, sleep better. And you'll also learn about the four pillars of wellness. Do you know what they are? Healthy sleep. Uh, healthy sleep. Healthy work, healthy body, and healthy mind. There you go. Okay. So what? They're all connected. Uh, I'm telling you. They are connected. So, uh, all right. Free agent signings. So Mm. free agency begins Wednesday of this week, July 13th. David Poyle now has, well, let's back up just one second before we get to free agency. We've got to just briefly touch on the draft since we had Eric Dune on and he was talking to us all about the options the Predators did not draft the Swiss Hammer like we thought they might. I, I wept. I'm going to be honest. I was Instead, really looking forward to it. I did was you see where he went? Like, he went in the next round, didn't he, to Dallas? He went to Dallas, yep. Dallas yeah. Dallas guy. Not the next not round. The, he was the next, the next pick. pick. The very next pick, yeah. Telling so you. they passed up on the Swiss Hammer, Leon Bischel, uh, Bixel, uh, so he went to Dallas. But anyways, the, but the Predators still got a fantastic top 10 talent, Joachim Kimmel. Uh, who is a, a Finnish scorer. I mean, a really yeah. elite scorer, I think, is the idea. So that is something to look forward to in the near future. Uh, if you want to go to development camp, you can see him. They also got some other players. They got a nice Finnish defenseman. They got a forward named Adam Ingram, whose dad is a golf coach for Team Canada. That's pretty cool. Um, and they got some other players, too. So uh, really good draft, I think, for the Predators overall. I think most draft grades have them you know, as a, a solid, solid B at least, and maybe an A, I, yeah. I, I would say that they did really well. Um, I, and I'll just, I just want to say briefly, got to see the guys on the ice yesterday at development camp and, and mm-hmm. what I was most intrigued by, uh, I, I got to see, um, what, what's, what's the uh, first round draft picks name? How do you say that? Jo- Joachim Kimmel. Okay. So Kimmel was playing on a line. Just, just in. I mean, it was just practice. They were just mm-hmm. talking about practice, Alex. Um, practice. But it was, it was him. It was Parsonen and Larue. Uh huh. That was a fun line to watch. It was, it was high speed, very, very skilled line. Um, and I was, I was every, every time you saw them take the ice to do a rush or whatever drill they were doing, everyone kind of stopped and paid attention on. Not just the, the people in the stands, not just the media but the, the Predators coaches and everybody on the ice as well. I mean, they are putting on a show. Uh, yeah. What a, what a great pick that was. That's awesome. That's awesome. And yeah. that's uh, – yeah, that, those are three names that I think we, we, we could see in the, on the team in, in a couple, two, three years. So that's, that's yep. really cool. Okay, free agency. Um, we'll, we'll touch on this. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this because free agency is so unpredictable sometimes. Um, some, some names that I've actually got on here are actually probably already off the board. <laughs> There's some stuff that's leaked out. So, um, the, the predators have around 9 million, but they've still got to sign, uh, their RFAs. They've sent qualifying offers for all, but two of them. One of the qualifying offers they did not send was David Ference, which I was very surprised at. And, um, David Ference had that, had a really nice kind of two year deal that just came up. I mean, I thought yeah. there was no chance they wouldn't uh, qualify him, but I, 
I guess it's possible they have something else worked out. Like maybe they're going to sign him or maybe he's going to sign somewhere else. I, I don't know what the deal is there. I, I really have no idea. I know he had an injury. His year with Milwaukee was not great. Kind of got passed up by some other guys. I don't know. It seems very odd, but. I don't know. And I, I'm wondering, I, I would assume they're not going to let him go for nothing. So they're either going well, to get I mean, some kind already- of deal working out with them. By, by not qualifying him, he's already a UFA. I mean, just he automatically becomes a UFA if they don't qualify him. So he's already he's a UFA right now. So he can be he can sign with anyone tomorrow. Well, so. I mean, I feel like they're probably going to try to get something done before tomorrow. I I I I think that would be smart. It would be very weird to go from. I mean, that guy was a really highly touted defensive prospect. I mean, his his college career was excellent, and he signs his entry level. And I don't know. it, it doesn't make sense to me. But we'll see. Um, okay, so they have around $9 million to work, but they've got to sign those RFAs. So that's going to get done. I wouldn't be surprised, by the way, if Jakob Trenin goes to arbitration. His, you know, he's, his qualifying offer is in, so he can sign that. But I, I, I think it could go, to, could, could go to arbitration instead. Um, based on based on what I've seen from from Trenin, you know, when he was kind of messing around in Russia and going and taking pictures with another team there, I think um, I think more than likely, he, you know, he's he's a rascal. I'll say that he's probably you know going to say, look, this is a qualifying offer. I think I should get more. And I, I don't know what the qualifying offer is, but I'd say based on his performance last season, he has every every right in the world to expect a little bit more. He his, his qualifying offers like pretty low. I mean, it's like yeah. 800,000 or something. Um, yeah, yeah. But so he, he got that, but yeah, I, I, I think he'll probably arbitration would make the most sense for a player like him. He, he yeah. played quite a bit. Um, uh, he played quite, I mean, obviously he was a huge part of the team last year. Yeah. Um, he was even pretty good in the playoffs. He was one of the, one of the, he scored a couple goals against the avalanche, which yeah. not a lot of people did. Um, so I think they're definitely, I mean, he's obviously going to be back next year. It's just a matter of what the price tag is going to be. Um, so anyways, that's just a guess, but after they sign those players that I'm guessing they'll have around six and a half, seven million probably. Um, to work with, uh, well, actually probably a little bit more than that because some of those deals are going to be two way contracts and, and like Jimmy yeah. Huntington is not going to be in Nashville next year, but so he's not going to really count against the cap, but, right. uh, though, let's say they have 7 million. I think that's a good guess. Se- 7 million to work with. That means that they really can't go after anyone big. I'm sorry. They're not going to go get Evgeny Malkin, which maybe the Penguins have already signed him by now. The, by the time I don't think so. Malkin. They signed um, Raquel last night, so I feel yeah, like so they're kind of running out of room for Malkin. Ricard, yeah, there you go. Ricard Raquel was someone that I had on my list as someone the Predators might go after, but he has signed with Pittsburgh an eight-year deal, I think, right? He got the max eight, right? And. Uh. Some other names um, that I would say could be out there, and one that has been – there's been slight rumors, just very slight rumors, is Phil Kessel. Phil the Thrill. Could Phil Kessel want to come to Nashville? I mean, personally, I think that would be really fun because Phil Kessel is a really entertaining guy. (laughs) Um, Sort of a P.K. Subban-esque type magnet in the locker room in terms of, like, media coverage and, like, just his overall gravity just kind of pulls things in. Like it, it just kind of an interesting guy. Now he did not have a fantastic year with Arizona who was bad last year. Um, 
but he's still a great goal scorer. I mean, he's still got an incredible shot. His, I still think his snapshot is one of the best in the league. It's just like, it's, it's deceptive. It's quick. It's accurate. It's very hard. It's very tough to defend. He's a really good, um, really good shooter from, from outside. Um, could, could you imagine what he could do, say with a, uh, with a center that, that was highly skilled, you know, and that, I think right. that's the difference. Yeah. I don't know who he was playing with in Arizona. I, I try to, to not, yeah, I don't know. it's just depressing when you start thinking about, I think it might've been, it might've been, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but you got, you got to think if you get him into a line with a little more higher octane, um, you know, behind it, I think, I think you see, I'm not going to say a return to, to, you know, what he was, but you're going to see better than you saw last year. And mm-hmm. I'd have to think just based on the fact that he didn't have as great of a year, when you're looking at the price point for the Predators and you're also looking for the term that the Predators are probably going to be looking for, he really fits the bill on both Here's counts. He shot a career low 4.6%. That is not going to happen again. He's a career no. career 10 10% shooter. He's kind of a volume guy. I mean he gets he gets, you know, uh he's not he's not dissimilar from a Craig Smith. Like he's got a good shot but he's really more about just he shoots a lot, so that's part of it. Um and he's not going to shoot 4.6%. That's why he got he only had 8 goals last year. If yeah. he gets another 150 shots, He'll score 20 goals. So sure. Um, there you go. I mean, I, I, I think Phil Kessel would be really fun to watch. Now, what would his price tag be? I, I think he probably would get somewhere like five or six million, which is a lot to bring in a 34 year old. Is that I really think... something they want to do? What was he getting paid? That seems high. He was a, I feel like he'd he was get a, it for less. He might, he might go for less, but I think, I think he was getting, uh, let's see, he was getting. Eight million last year, an eight million dollar cap hit. That's from an old contract, though. I mean, that's not Arizona didn't sign to that. I don't think. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, that was part no. of his. Uh, he got traded from that was that was part of his Toronto contract. Gosh. Goodness that gracious. That was an eight year, sixty four million dollar contract that finally came up this year. So, um, yeah, he's not going to get eight million. He's not going to go up as a thirty four year old. It, I, I think I think five would be interesting. I maybe maybe four, maybe get less, but. As a, he's a he's a skilled shooter. I mean, like that that costs more than you know a few million. That's gonna that's gonna be four or five. Maybe he takes less to go elsewhere. I don't know. Maybe he wants to go to a place where he knows he can win a cup. Maybe he goes to Colorado. That would be something. Give him give him four. Give him three years. Uh, I think I think uh... three years. Uh, I don't know about that. Two years, maybe one. One year, four million. That's that's a good. That would be good good test i i would say give him two years that way the people who, all the people who automatically buy his jerseys immediately on the day they sign him um know that they can wear it for two years okay all right the other options could be uh now if you want to get younger and more skilled perhaps and maybe more fat uh maybe a little faster andre burakovsky formerly or Played with the Colorado Avalanche, two-time Cup winner, by the way, won it with the Capitals and with the Colorado last year. They kind of had to go. They had these two, you know, two wingers that were coming up, Burakovsky and Nachushkin, and they just signed Nachushkin to a huge yep. contract. So they're probably not going to be able to sign Burakovsky. Um, he's got a ton of skill. He's got some speed. 
And I'm sure you remember this, John. Do you remember that John Hines mentioned him by name? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that, that was I interesting. Sure do. So now they had just played against him. So I, I'm sure that that's it. Like, I'm sure it was just about, you know, he was just giving examples of speed and skill that they could want to add to their team. But that guy's available. I think you could get him for four or five million and probably a multi-year deal. Another option. He, he's, he's been getting 4.9. Who? Burkowski? Yeah. His contract that just expired maybe, was, was uh four. Maybe he gets more like six. Maybe that maybe they don't have the, the, the funds to get him, but um it's okay to dream. Well <laughs> I, I don't really care, but I, I, I think Burkowski would be a, a really good ad. I think he's just really, really skilled, good good shooter, good good playmaker, I think. Would be would be good. I think you know he's got. If you look at his contract. I mean, he had a four year contract, a two year contract, a one year contract, and a two year, two year contract. He may not want to sign long term. He may want to sign short term, and he, he maybe he he doesn't need a huge bump in salary. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how old is he? Twenty nine, something like that. Twenty seven, I think. Twenty seven. Yep, he's twenty seven. Okay. He's probably going to want that big contract. I mean, some of that was probably because of he was RFA, I think, with Cap, with Washington at some point. But he's probably going to want a long term at some point. I don't know if Nashville is going to be the one to give him that. So, uh, all right. So, some cheaper options. Here are some cheaper options that I just I just kind of saw when poking around. Andres Athanasiu. I know I'm saying that wrong. Athanasiu, formerly with Detroit. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, where else did he play? Um, so he went to Detroit, and then he was in Edmonton briefly, and then went to L.A. So he's been, in, been with the Kings for the last two years. He really did not do much in L.A., and I think that is going to really hurt his stock. Yeah, but He's fast. He's got a lot of speed and skill. So, again, I'm, I'm just remembering John Hines talking about wanting to add speed and skill. These are guys that have that. Now, I think Athanasiu had an injury as well. So, like, I don't know what that situation is. Um, but that could be a good ad. And it also could be cheap. I bet you could get him for, like, $2 million or less. Yeah, I bet you could. Yeah. Another option. And this is an interesting one because I, I think it was – I did not see them not uh, – this team not qualifying this guy. But Cookies himself, Sonny Milano. Sonny Milano did not sign a qualifying offer or did not get a qualifying offer. Sorry. Uh, with Anaheim. Um, hmm. I've always kind of thought he was uh, kind of underused and perhaps a guy that could, could shine career 14% shooter, but has not really gotten a ton of ice time. I mean, like he got a little bit more with Anaheim and, and scored a tied career high with 14 goals last year. Sonny Milano is 25. He's on the open market. He's a left wing, six foot, 200 pounds. I mean, he's not like super fast, but I think he's got a lot of skill. And I, I think find a guy, find a, a kind of a diamond. And when you look for diamonds in the rough, you got to find a player that has some decent underlying numbers. Yeah. That has been on bad teams and maybe underutilized on those bad teams. He's been on Columbus and he's been on Anaheim and he's not really done much there because those teams have been bad. So Sonny Milano could be an interesting okay. option. Let, let me ask you this question. I'm not as familiar with this player. Um, maybe you are, but you're talking about a guy 
from New York named Sonny Milano. Do we get Tony Batetto vibes here? I mean, is it? <laughs> I I don't think so. I I, no. I would imagine he's. Well, I don't know. I've, I've never never met the guy. I've never seen. I'm, just, him I'm curious about personality wise. I mean, if we were paying players based on on personality, Batetto would be one of the highest earning players of all time. Yeah, and 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 it should be noted he's a he's an, an American born player. Um, came up through the New York U.S. National Development Team um, and played, you know, played. That's David that Poyle, John Hines. David Poyle. <laughs> it's David Poyle, John Hines all over it. So I don't know that they'll go go get him, but I think it could be could be worth watching. Um, let me see. Was there one more? Oh, yes, there is one more, and it's a wild card because I think this would be just really funny if they did this, but. Callie Yarncroke is available at free agency. What? Oh man, what a would you just be coming full circle at that point? Is that yeah. is that what you're doing? He is available. I mean, I think they could get him for right at his same cap hit as last time, two million. He's just the two million dollar man, and he's so versatile. I mean, they, I mean, David Boyle loves Callie Yarncroke. Like he did not yeah. want to lose him, but it was either losing him or losing Tanner Janot, and he had to go with the younger player. And, yeah, so Callie Yarncroke, I don't know. I mean, there's something to that. Like, they love the guy. He's versatile. He can do a lot. He's got, he's got, a, he's got an underutilized level of skill that has always kind of been there and just, you know, so something I, to consider. I'll, I don't know. And you think, they always say, if you love something or if you love someone, set them free. And see if they and come back. Yeah. See if they come back, and maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe this was, and you they, know. And David Poyle has been known to re-sign former players: Scott Hartnell, Vernon Fiddler, or trade for, I guess. Scott Hartnell, Vernon Fiddler, Mike Fisher, all that stuff. Yeah, he, he's he tends to do that. So, I I wouldn't complain. I don't know that that's necessarily the impact player you're looking for on the second line. You know, yeah. um, but you're getting a versatile player who can do just about anything you ask him to do and can get scory. I mean, we've seen him get scory, um, but be scory, you know, scory. Yeah, you, you, you need someone who's scory. You like that. You like him to score yep. a few goals here and there. But um, I don't know. I think I think I'm looking for I want a little more firepower than I think Yarncroke can offer. Um, yeah. They they, so, they, can, they can get some, but they're going to have to take chances too. I mean, you know, there yeah. was in in the past. David Poyle has tried this strategy of like let's sign three undervalued guys in the off season, and if we hit on one of them, then we've 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 nailed it. And and like yeah. you saw this in fourteen when they signed, they went after Derek Roy. Uh, oh gosh, who was the other one? Um, someone else, and then Mike Ribeiro, and they they nailed it with Mike Ribeiro because he came in and had like a sixty point season. At a yeah. million dollars, yeah. Maybe you see something else. Maybe he go, goes and gets three free agents at around a million dollars each. One of them hits, and the other two, you know, he trade, cut, whatever. Yeah, wave them, send them packing. So, well, that that's a possibility. I I just I don't know. I you you always kind of feel like the day before free agency opens. It's like it's like the night before Christmas, and you're seven years old. Mm-hmm. And and you you've been hoping you know when you sat on Santa's lap at the mall, 
you told them you wanted, you know, the whatever the big thing was you were interested in that year. You know, you're looking for the the, the Barbie dream house or, um, you know, like Castle Grayskull or something like that. And, uh, you know, maybe wherever Skeletor lived, that was pretty cool. Um, I always thought that was cooler than than uh, He-Man's castle, honestly. Um, plus, you know, Skeletor is pretty legit if you think about it. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. The thing is, you sit there wondering, like, you know, am I going to get Snake Mountain or whatever it's called? Am I am I going to get Castle Grayskull? Do I wake up in the morning with a Barbie dream house under the tree? And usually, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, it's just close. Like, what happened? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. So I hope, you know, I hope everybody's free agency wishes come true. Um but he, okay, here, here's here's my counterpoint to that. Okay, I what about the times where you think you really want this one thing, and you like you know you want, let's say it's 1992, and okay. you really want a Game Gear. You just you saw the Sega Game Gear at your friend's house, and you were like, "This thing is amazing!" Sonic the Hedgehog, Mortal Kombat, oh, all that stuff. You're not wrong. And then you wake up on Christmas morning, and you've got a Game Boy. Mm. and you're like man why did i get the game boy but then graphics a year (laughs) a year later two years later you're like wow the game boy is way better than the game gear and i'm so glad my parents got the game boy because there's way more way more options huge titles super mario world or land sorry super mario land um dr mario i mean tetris all that like you realize later, I know I didn't think I wanted this, but mommy but and I'm glad Santa brought it. Yeah, sorry, Santa. Listen, yeah, sorry. My kids listen to this podcast. <laughs> sorry. Come on. Um, so maybe Cali Yarncroke is the Game Boy and it's not flashy. He's just a he's just an eight bit system that's uh, just very simple, two buttons, but low battery usage, right? Good, yeah, you're right. Very solid underlying metrics in, in all the games that you can have. And extremely versatile, and you can take it anywhere. Game Gear, you use that thing for two hours, and you're getting new batteries in, instantly. You're, you're not wrong about that. Um, plus, you know, the, if you're calling Yarncroak the Game Boy, wouldn't he be the Game Boy Boy? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. The game. Um, <laughs> That's right. My no, boy, sorry. boy, Kelly. We got to, yeah, um, if they do that, they got to, they got to get uh, um, uh, Marshawn Lynch to announce the free agent signing. Where, yeah, in fact, I, wherever he goes, if he goes, wherever Kelly Arnkirk does land, he needs to have Marshawn Lynch and make the announcement. I think, I think most NHL players would just benefit from having Marshawn Lynch around. More most NHL, NHL players? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think he would bring a lot of, um, a lot more interest, a lot more personality. Uh, definitely, definitely, you know, some speed. Um, better at tackling than most NHLers. Um, either way. Um, and he can skate, too. He can skate. He can skate. He can drive a Zamboni. I've seen that. Um, <laughs> so there you go. I, I think the Predators will make a couple moves, maybe, on, on free agency day or... or when free agency opens, I don't know if it's beyond that day, but um, I don't don't expect anything too 
flashy. Obviously, signing Forsberg takes up a huge amount of the money. They already traded for McDonough, so you're not going to see them sign a defenseman. I would be shocked if they defined a defenseman, barring any kind of trade. But, right. Um, not going to sign a goalie. Soros and Ingram are going to be your goalies next year. So, um, there you go. I, I think they'll sign a, a skillsy winger, someone that can play offensively, and mm-hmm. uh, they might have to they might have to take a few chances here and there. Maybe they sign someone you don't necessarily know who it is, but they could turn out to be you know better than you think. So, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Still look forward to Christmas every year. So that's right. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, we covered a lot today. We'll be back uh, at our regular schedule. And this came out at a weird time, but we're going to be back at a regular schedule. Um, new episodes uploading on Sundays. Uh, we will be going back to video at some point, just not until you know there's actual video to watch and talk about. So uh, you know, it's going to be a while for that. But. Audio only for now. Um, you know, thanks for listening. You can check out all of our hockey coverage at azsports.com. Also, go to onthefourcheck.com to listen or to, to read uh, Sean and everyone there. Follow me on Twitter at alexdarty1. Follow Sean on Twitter at scsotf. We will see everyone next week.